I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing. The podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm the better half of your presenting duo. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me as ever, Christopher William Glasson. How are you, mate? The actual better half. And I'm saying that even though it's your birthday. That's how crap you are. Even on your birthday, I'm still the better one. Happy birthday, Stuart uh, Whiffin. Thanks, man. You're looking right. wonderful, mate. I'm really liking the beard. Oh, don't, man. Like, let, let me tell you about how I woke up this morning, right? Look at me gammy eye. Right. I did notice that. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, got got a wafty eye, and I had me ear syringe this morning as mm. well at the doctor's. I woke up deaf in one ear and like half blind in the other. Forty nine ain't doing me any favors, mate. It really ain't. <laughs> like, but uh, but yeah, I've had I had like fucking hell. The, the stuff that come out of my ear roll this morning was outrageously mm. bleak, but strangely fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. nice to have Absolutely. a little little look at that um anyway look before we do anything let's get a word from our sponsors okay first up we have a brand new message from our sponsor love-beer.co.uk charles says we're delivering to home and office bars in and around london including essex kent hertfordshire and more We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with Rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about $3.20 a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes, all the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film, photography and production work. Absolutely. Handsome Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for bloody ages. Yeah, and we can tell you two things about them. Number one, their stuff is excellent. They work for massive global brands, charities and companies of all shapes and sizes. The content they create does really, really deliver. We've done shoots with Luke. Uh, Loads of the people, our partners over at the network and our mates have done shoots with Luke. Always banging and they're always getting results. 
Yes, yes. And number two, they're just bloody nice to work with. The team at Bang Boom always give it their all. The business ethics are sound and they're a bunch of warm, proper, decent people. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, check out bangboomcreative.com, sponsors of Hardcore Listing. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Renchi Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for Sama. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. Right, okie dokie. Right, we have a guest today, and our guest was introduced to us by our mutual friend, Aaron. And... uh, Aaron had been, I keep saying Aaron like Dom Jolly uh, referred to Aaron. Uh, Aaron was the, um, I don't know if you remember on Trigger Happy, he was the guardian angel on the underground. My name is Aaron. I am here for your safety. That's fucking great. Um, I, I actually played crazy golf with Aaron the other day and, uh, and the, the person was like, can I take a name please? And Aaron went, uh, Aaron, and she said, can you spell that? He went, A-A-R-O-N. She went, what, Aaron? And Aaron just, Aaron just looks at me like, you know, this is, this is, I'm still going through this shit at 40. And he's like, as we walked away, I was like, it'd be amazing if she was the one who broke it to you that you've been pronouncing your name wrong for 40 years. He's like, oh, it's not Aaron, is it? Oh, fucking hell. Wow. What a revelation. But Aaron um, Shrimpton, he has been on the podcast. Um, he may well come back on. Uh, he, Aaron uh, is a, a director, and has got a load of stories, and a lovely young man. And uh, yes, he he put us in touch with Jim on a WhatsApp group. But by the time I looked at it, there was probably about a hundred messages between Stu and Jim, excitedly discussing today's topic. Which I'm going to be like a rabbit in a fucking headlights, and not really. Um, I'm just going to throw a few things. I'll be mad. I'll be rampantly looking at, at Google find something to say and not feel like the biggest imposter. Um, but yes, um, yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on, Jim, or Cobbler. Um, like, so, Jim, can you just give us a little bit, of, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and what you do, and then we'll, we'll start diving into your top five. Uh, yeah, uh, hi guys, nice to be here, thanks for having me, much appreciated. It's funny you talk about um, Aaron like that. I, I only started working with him recently. It's, uh, it's, it's Aaron, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. That's the thing. Every time, I, every time I talk to him, yeah. I have to think, how do I pronounce this name? Because I know he gets upset if you call him Aaron. <laughs> so I'm like, is it Aaron or Aaron? And you psych yourself out about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm Jim, um, also known as Cobbler. My um, my thing is music, really. That's what I do. 
played with played with indie bands who you'll never have heard of for many years um, and then about four years ago decided I was going to buy some music production software and started making slightly crazy uh, electronic tunes um, which all of which led me eventually to forming a band with um, a relatively well-known poet called Luke Wright um, called The People Who Run The Country and we put our first single out a couple of months back now um, and just released a video for it, produced, directed, I should say, by um, Aaron, <laughs> every time. Um, so that came out a couple of weeks back. Um, the song is also called The People Who Run The Country, and um, he made us a really good video for it. So we're nice. grateful, yeah. Wonderful. Well, music features heavily on uh, on your top five today. Um, so Jim, let us know what your top five is going to be today. Uh, so, I've had this I've had this thought in my mind for a while that um, whenever you listen to whenever I there's a commercial radio station up here I'm in Sheffield there's a commercial radio station up here called Hallam FM. Whenever I turn Hallam FM on, it seems like that tune by the Calling, which goes, "If I could, then I would," it comes on every single time, and I, and I'm like, this isn't. A particularly good song why is this still playlisted like yeah. 25 years later why is this still on their playlist so it, I've, I've been sort of turning that over in my mind and thinking what songs should have been playlisted mm. for all those years but but aren't nice um, so yeah i think we're calling it something like lost pop gems or something of those Something like that, I think. That does, that does what it says on the tin, that one, mate. Yeah. But we're going, are we going specifically 90s and 90s? Um, or 80s and 90s? 80s and 90s. No, no, I think I've got a couple from the 80s, I've got a couple from the 90s, and I've got one from 2015, I think. Um, Perfect. Oh, okay. Perfect. All over, really, all over. Right, let's, let's get rolling. Number five. Number five. Um... Now the, the tricky thing is that it'd be, it'd be really easy just to say loads of like random stuff that no one had ever heard of. So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to pitch it at a point where people might recognise the songs, yeah. but you know. So number five is a tune called "Addicted to Bass" by Pure Tone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've got any memory of that. Do you remember that? Yeah, tune? yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Can you remember how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like your face doing his little dance then, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> It is like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, the word about my weakness. I'm totally addicted, addicted to, to bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's an absolute banger, um, and I really, I really like that song. It's just, it kind of, it's got that sort of drum and bass thing going on in the background. Um, it's got a great melody, which I think probably all of these songs I'm going to pick have got. Um, I was reading up on it on the internet. Um, apparently, it's number fourteen. In the mix is 100 greatest Australian dance tracks of all time. Now, really? I can't imagine what else is on that list. I can't imagine, with with all due respect to Australians, there's 100 great Australian dance tracks. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Was there any electronic bands coming out of Australia? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of thing. Empire of the Sun. That's some good. Um... Uh... Um, who was the drama bass band? Um, oh, cool. She had a fucking huge yeah, um, yeah. tarantula. What were they called? Yeah, uh, they've fucking gone out of my head now. But they were massive, weren't they? Like, they're still, fucking they're huge. They're still going now. Um, 
I, I've even got, I've got even got this. Begins with a P. It begins with a P. Who are we talking about? Hang on, I'll um, go for that. I've got stuff. There's stuff on my Pendulum. Pendulum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, course, New Zealand. yeah. I think they may be Kiwis. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were. But they are massive, mate. Because they, they were quite like they were just releasing like a couple of drum and bass records, like Adam Vine, white white label mm. stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's fucking massive. Mm. Body Rockers. I'm looking who else is on this list. Body Rockers, right. Um, no, I mean, there's not many. <laughs> there's really not many Australian dance bands. There was an incredible one uh, in the uh, probably like late 90s called Girlin. Uh, that, yeah, they've got a track called Enter Space Capsule that is fucking awesome. A thingy uh, Australian um, uh, that done since I left you. Um, avalanches are they? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. So avalanches are great. But again, for that to only come at number fourteen makes you wonder what went wrong with the world, really, because it's an absolute banger that tune. <laughs> now, see, I always thought that five years, five years later, "Sound of the Underground" by Girls Aloud was massive. That's a tune. That, it's, that, it's an absolute tune, yeah. But I always Absolutely. thought it was it was influenced by this song, and I wonder whether if that had never existed, this song might have endured slightly longer. You think that maybe they got, um, yeah, overshadowed, overcast, and over promote and, and the promotion. Yeah, I mean, probably like, yeah. in in like in terms of the actual song, I suspect "Sound of the Underground" maybe a slightly better song. Mm. Um, I think "Addicted to Bass" is kind of more of a banger, but if you're trying to hit number one, I think "Sound of the Underground" probably does it better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder whether it would have not, whether if that hadn't have existed. Pure tone would have been more more remembered than the current. Remembered more. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, right? Let's let's have a conversation uh, uh, on this, right? Because I think Girls Aloud, whoever wrote their songs, I think had some of the greatest pop songs like ever written. Like <laughs> Banana Armor had some great pop songs. The yeah. Spice Girls didn't have any. I think the Spice Girls are jank. I never ever get. I still nah. I don't get it. I don't get why. They're the biggest girl group of all time. I don't understand it. I was maybe it, Destiny's Child on is, it. I is don't this know. what you said? Is this what you said when you had Mel C on you? No, I was really <laughs> lovely to her, and uh, <laughs> and 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 I, don't get me wrong. I think she she was a, a lovely person. Has got yeah. a great voice, but I don't think the Spice Girls have got any good songs. Uh, that one about stop. That's quite catchy. Stop right now. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. But like, who do you think you are and stuff like that? That is not biology or the promise by Girls Aloud. They're mm. fucking pop yeah. gems. Biology is an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think even Sugar Babes had like Sugar Babes' first tune. I've really liked. Oh, that was yeah. that was more thingy though, wasn't it? That was more Richard X, wasn't it? He uh, he was the guy that put that together, didn't he? Because that was at the time of the, the mashups. Because that was Gary Newman's uh, "Our Friends Electric" over the top of "Yeah, that's right, yeah. Fucking Be-do. tune that was. Be-do. Yeah, that's a, that's mm. a great tune. Mm. Oh, there's another, no, there was another one before that they did, but I can't. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I'm not gonna put us through it by singing it. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, come on. Um, no, 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 no. Because I, uh, um, I can't even remember the lyrics at the moment. I can just remember the feeling of the song, and I'm not gonna dance that out. <laughs> <laughs> can, but, can you describe can you, the feeling? Do it by do it by the means of mime, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh God. Da, 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 da. 
is a one-way ticket to the next next situation. Oh, yeah. um, situation. Train comes, I don't know which destination. Yeah, that's a tune, yeah. It's a one-way ticket to a... Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, that is a banger. It was, it was really that catchy. Was, it was really that catchy. was their first single. Dun, dun, and, dun, and that's dun, when they still dun. had... Um, what's the name? Because the Sugar Babes are like... There's nothing original about the Sugar Babes, <laughs> is it? They change their members all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. That was when they still had the Ginger Girl in there. Yeah. Mm. Siobhan, was she called? Yeah, Siobhan, it was, yeah. Was it Siobhan? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Uh, from Addicted to Bass to your number four, please, Jim. Uh, so number four, this is the one I mentioned on text to you. Um, this is a tune called Give It To You by Jordan Knight. Right. Um, formerly of New Kids on the Block. Um, this was his first single after he left the band. Um, and it was his it was his biggest selling solo single. It's 1999 we're in now. Um, for me, this is like... It's like a rip-off of all those Destiny's Child tunes that were out at the time, like Bill's Bills, Bills and stuff. It's got yeah. all those like, weird like noises in and like slightly kind of uh, clunky rhythmic stuff going on. Um, it's also got completely insane portions of the song where it just goes to these three, four strings. Boom, 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 for absolutely no reason. <laughs> it's about almost five minutes long and it's got this big intro in 3-4, this mad bit in the middle in 3-4, and this massive outro in 3-4. And you just think, whoever thought this was a good idea? The really cheap samples on the strings and the horns. And it's just, it, it's just completely insane. It's like, it's like um, proto Justin Timberlake. Right. It's, like, it's like they did this. And then a few years later, they were like, right, what did we learn from Jordan Knight? How can we make Justin Timberlake massive by learning from all those what was good about Jordan Knight and what was bad about him? It's it's a great song. It's a really, really great song, but it's it's deeply flawed in many ways in terms of how it was presented. <laughs> what? Do, so where would you where was you typically hearing it then on the radio? Oh yeah, it was massive at the time. Yeah, it was massive. It was. Um, I think it might have been number one in this country. No, number number five in the UK, number ten in the US. So it did it did fine. Um, didn't do well enough to keep him going and have loads more singles. It was like I say, it was his biggest one. Um, but yeah, it was it was huge at the time. You know, full big budget video and the way. I mean, he just left New Kids on the Block. He was massive. You know, didn't give him something. Yeah. But that yeah. that was a long time after. Like I didn't realize how long New Kids on the Block were going. They, did they they changed their name to NKOTB for a bit, didn't they? They did. Yeah, when they wanted to be a bit more street. Yeah. Yeah, and like and. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to give up the ghost then. Surely that wasn't, surely it'd have been like by what, 94. Surely they weren't still going there. They were that. going late 80s, weren't they? New kids on the block. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they, they went much further into the 90s. Um, but, hmm, let me have a quick Google. Uh, yeah, 94, you were right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was yeah, a stab in the dark. Yeah, 84 to 94, it says on okay. the always reliable Wikipedia. 84? <laughs> I mean, they weren't releasing records till like 80s. 788, maybe later than they that. Eight, yeah, they, put, they put an album out 1986, New Kids on the Block, the album was called. But yeah, Hanging Tough album was Hanging Tough. Hanging Tough, because you know it. That's the tune. Um, <laughs> yeah, have, I mean, I, have I told you a story about when I, when, uh, I offered a mat, Chris? I don't think I've heard the New Kids <laughs> on the Block offering out story, mate. No, let's hear all, it. All five of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
So, um, my, my best friend's a one man um, musician comedy act called Cunt and the Gang, Jim. And, uh, and, and we, 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 we've grown up together. And around 89, I reckon we was about 16. And, and we had this band, like a joke band. And, and at the time, Nuki's on the block were the biggest thing. And, and I remember just hating them. And I think it was just jealousy that they were really famous yeah, and all yeah, the yeah, girls yeah. fancied them. But at the time, you know, I, I, I just didn't like them. And I, and I had a problem with Donnie Wahlberg, right? Because I just thought, he thinks he's hard and I bet he ain't, right? <laughs> uh, and so we, I, I mean, we were so young. We, we phoned the record company <laughs> and it must have just been someone at reception at whatever it was, Sony or whatever. And she went, hello? And was like, oh, hello. Um, I wonder if you could help us. And she's like, uh, yeah, sure. What can I do? I was like, um, we'd like to have a fight with new kids on the block, please. And she was like, oh, why would you want to do that? They're lovely boys. And we was like, well, actually, we don't think they are. Um, we'd like to have a fight with them. Uh, and she was like, oh, okay. I said, do you want to take our details? And so <laughs> I sent her these details. I went, right, it's going to be at Grace Precinct, like where I live, <laughs> at 12 o'clock on Sunday or whatever. And, uh, and then Cunt designed all these posters and we bill posted them all around Grey's, like little cartoon characters of our own faces, but pictures of like we cut out of mm. smash hits of, of, uh, of new kids on the block. And we bill posted them everywhere. And I remember like on that Sunday morning, as ridiculous as what we were doing was, we literally walked down to Grey's precinct with baseball bats, right? And I remember thinking, shit what if they do actually turn up <laughs> i don't really want to have a fight with donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> he'll kick my ass <laughs> but we just got the great precinct i mean the angle that we put it on there was about three sort of young teenage girls that turned up in the off chance that new kids on the block were going to be there obviously very disappointed just to see us there uh but yeah you know they bottled it we won. Bottled it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely bottled it. I reckon Donnie Wahlberg is quite hard, actually. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> he would have fucking won. He'd have spread like margarine over that bloody pavement, mate. <laughs> Embarrassing that would have been. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, give us another pop, Jim. Jim. Um, yeah, so number three. Uh, now, this is a really random one. Do you remember from around about 1999, a, a couple of young girls called Daphne and Celeste? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 screw you, your mama too. Yeah. Who, who stick you, actually, but... Oh, was it? Good effort. Oh, you, um, made, you made it a little bit blue there, Chris. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them at V97. That was a thing of wonder. You didn't so, see them at Reading, then? Uh, maybe it was Reading. I was well, of taking course, a lot of drugs at the time. They were famously bottled off at, at Reading and Leeds, weren't that they? Was it. That was um, it. And they, they were dropped. They were dropped from their label in two thousand and one. Anyway, in twenty fifteen, they had a comeback um, with a tune produced by um, Max Tundra, who's done like remixes for Franz Ferdinand and Pet Shop Boys and people like that. A really great producer. They, they put an album out. the The title track of the album is called "You and I Alone," and I just think it's the greatest thing that's ever been made in pop music. It's got like 5,000 streams on Spotify. It didn't chart. It completely just disappeared off the radar. And, and I just think it's such a shame because it's such a great tune. The production's amazing on it. He, he wrote and produced it all. Um, much like back in 1999, they weren't doing their own writing. Um, but I just, I just think it's brilliant. I urge anyone who's listening to this to search it up on Spotify and listen to it. I just think it's great. 
my wife said to me, you can't talk about Daphne and Celeste on that podcast. I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. They need this, this <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I've been I've been talking about this tune to my friends for since it came out seven years ago. I just think it's I just think it's brilliant. Um, but no one else has ever heard it. So oh, it's such I, a shame. I haven't. I haven't. Jim, we'll have to put a Spotify playlist together uh, to accompany this, and then people can can listen to to all of them them tracks. But I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think that's a good idea, yeah. What's it like? Because I've never heard it. No, I, I don't think so. So it's it's like weird sort of... It almost sounds like a computer game theme or something. Like the production is really, really electronic. And it's all like bleepy, bleeps and bloops and stuff like that. The drums are... The, it's just... It doesn't really sound like anything else other than other Max Tundra stuff. If you've ever heard anything he did on like World Records or anything like that, it's got that kind of really electronic vibe. Um, and then it's just got this like pure pop, really auto-tuned uh, vocal on it. The lyrics are fantastic. Let me let me read you some of these lyrics. Um, they say... I'm, I'm reading them now myself. Trigger a tritone on the 12th track when you synthesize it. Channel a force nine through a stage door. <laughs> I can't even do it, it's so fast. Channel a force nine through a stage door just to civilize it. Flipping a cartwheel in a show home as they analyze it. Hiding a mystery under a stone. Oh, it's just, it's great, I love it. And I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time and disappeared without a trace. That This should be playlisted on every radio station for the rest of time. 
Statement. Statement. And he's going to make me have to go and listen to it after this, Jim. The first and thing you... you said was when you mentioned the calling, and now when you think that fucking record, he's on the radio all, all the, the time. fucking time. Yeah. I know, dude. And it's so average. It's completely average, and there's so much better stuff out there. That I mean, I could, have, I could have done the top twenty, you know, the amount of songs that I've discounted to get to this five. Oh, you can have some honourable mentions at yeah, the end, mate. For sure, for oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. um, so they, let, they didn't stand a chance, did they? Though, really, I would have thought Daphne and Slayer. After after all the antics in like the, the, the late nineties, I guess people were just all a bit like, no, and I guess no one listened. It's just yeah, exactly, and it's. I think there's probably a bit of um, misogyny in there. If I'm honest, you know, these two girls who are just produced, you know, they've not written their own stuff. They're, they're very bubblegum pop. Um, and I think probably they're dismissed um, in a way maybe men wouldn't be. I don't know. And, and also, like, fuck their label for booking them at Reading. That was fucking mm. such a dumb shit idea. And, like, and also, fuck the fucking people that were at Reading that was like, I'll tell you oh, what no. we're going to do. We're going to throw bottles at two 16-year-old mm. girls. Like, that'd be and a right laugh. And right. I think it's like nowadays you can you kind of you get that slot at Glastonbury they do it don't they it's like three in the afternoon on the Sunday they have mm. like someone who's a bit kind of comedy on and the punters kind of get into it in a kind of ironic sort of way mm. um, which is something which irritates me as well it's like this idea that oh well I like that but I only like it ironically I mean you either like it or you don't like it yeah. how's that for the artist no no such you thing as a guilty pleasure no you. such thing yeah, as a guilty pleasure. Absolutely. And, you know, as I've got older, I've realised this. When, when I was a kid, I was listening, you know, with, with my friends. I was pretending to people like, oh, yeah, well, and, and I do like the Stone Roses and Nirvana and stuff like that. But that's what I was listening to in public, you know. Um, and then I was going home and I was putting, like, take that album on and, like, listening to it secretly and not telling anybody. You know? and, and now I'm older, I'm just like, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I like. Absolutely. And, it's, a lot, it's a lot less hassle, just being honest. Jim, I was very, I was like, I don't know, just hated Take That. I I hated them. And it was nothing really about their music. It was jealousy and being a 14-year-old boy where all the girls I was dating were like obsessed with them. And I'd do right weird. I'd go and punch the TV when they came on. Very strangely. And I was saying to Stu the other day, I mean, Stu's not a fan of Take That, but I was saying to Stu, like, you know, about, about a year ago, two years ago, one of their songs came on the radio and I went, I love this song. Before I had a part chance to sort of catch my ego in it, and I and I was like, oh, they they did actually have some banger. I mean, shoot, shoot doesn't like them for being mate. You're very no. I think Praise a really good single. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they, I do think they've got some really catchy songs. But I you just, can't argue, you can't argue with Back for Good. I just don't like Barlow. No, like, no. I mean Barlow just wants a knighthood so bad, like. He's he a just, horrible Tory, isn't he? You know, you can yeah. just by looking at him. Yeah. Do you know what he said once? Uh, I remember reading it in like Smash It's or no, it was in Q or something like that. Now, when you think like, uh, and they asked him like what the greatest single record ever produced was, and I'm sure he said Rosanna by fucking Toto. And now, when you think that sums you up, you cunt, that <laughs> really does sum you up. And the other record that I guarantee he likes, which is the one that still gets played on the radio all the time, which is fucking terrible is Looking Back Over My Shoulder by Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not got a chorus. Like, it's just looking back over my shoulder. And it's like, 
Stop playing that. Play something else. And don't play John Cicada just another day because that's played way too much as well. It's so true. Now we've had this chat. Every time you put the radio on, you'll be like, why is that why you're <laughs> and is it these companies, Are they not collecting PRS on it or something? So they're just like, yeah, we'll play it. But I guess it don't work like that, does it? No, the so artist collects the PRS. The radio, the radio mm. station pays, pays their flat rate to PRS, whatever they yeah. play. Oh. Who are them other cunts? Um, not not the move, like, not move like Jagger. Their other songs, uh, Maroon Five. Maroon 5. Yeah, she will be loved. That oh, that's dread. That's dreadful. Fuck that. me, that gets that gets yeah. way too much. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> this is the thing. When you start thinking about it, you think, who is making these decisions? And to be honest, it's probably just everyone's shaking everyone else's hand, isn't it? You know, it's probably radio station is partly owned by someone who's partly owns a record company and it probably all feeds into itself doesn't yeah. it like yeah yeah it's just uh uh what what is it a collection or a gang of what, what do you call it, a, a group of cunts syndicate <laughs> 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 oh dear oh dear right what, what are we on number two yeah man number two coming up um so this was one that i did um tell people at school about and um i got punched um, <laughs> but such was Sheffield in the late 80s. Uh, this is a tune called When Will I Be Famous by a band called Bross. <laughs> I mean, that was that was massive, though, right? That was, it was It's just it never massive. gets played now. It doesn't yeah. get played now. And this and this is the thing, this, this is the interesting thing about this exercise, really, for me. It's like, it's not about whether they were big then. It's about whether they've endured. Yeah. Um, and I think... Bross obviously had their moment a few years back when, with the documentary and stuff, which was great, don't get me wrong. But I wonder whether, because of that, they're a bit of a laughing stock now, so people won't play their records because they made a bit of a tit of themselves on, on the documentary. But they were, they, were they getting played a lot before that as well? Like, I, I don't, I don't think, remember, honest, like, literally can't tell you the last time I heard a Bross song. I don't think there were. Any no. radio. Yeah. No, but I don't I, think there were. And... and, and it is a bit dated now. When you listen to the production on it, it is a bit dated. But, I mean, come on. So is looking back over my shoulder. Mm. So, is, mm. so is everything, isn't it, when you listen to it now? Um, I just think... I think they were they were criminally underrated as songwriters. Really. Yep. Um, when Will I Be Famous? It's, it's an insane song. It's completely mm. mental. Uh, it's, got, it's got a great pop chorus, which... Everyone can remember. You haven't heard it, Chris, for, what, 25 years? Yeah, I've been singing that Yeah, absolutely. Great chorus. But once again, and there's a theme here, it's got a completely mental 3-4 bit for no apparent reason. In the when it breaks down when and it goes, goes half-time. Amazing! And then like, comes what? right back in with a... Woo! It's exactly. fucking <laughs> Exactly. Um, and like you say, Chris, they were massive... Um, Back in the day. Uh, and Matt Gossie's voice, he's fucking incredible. Really, really, really good, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just disappeared um, because they were kind of douchebags in the documentary, weren't they? Well, I can give you some insight. Uh, I, I read Matt Gossie's book years and years and years ago, and it's a manual. It's as important as KLF's manual about how not to get fucked by the system right. uh, because they got royally fucked. Um, and, and not just 
When Will I Be Famous? Are You Nothing's a great pop song. Drop the Boys a great pop song. Yeah. On their second album, there's a track called Too Much, which is a fucking great yes. pop song. Yes. Um, and there's some deep, deep, deep brass knowledge going on here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's bizarre. I've, I've, it, I don't want to sound like an absolute wanker, right? But he come on off the beaten track, my other podcast, and we stayed in touch. And so we message each other about records. <laughs> And he's, a, he, as you've seen on the documentary, he's very heart on sleeve. Mm. Uh, he's very sincere. Uh, he's really fucking lovely. And I went to Vegas years ago from a pal's birthday. And obviously, Matt Goss has been a resident in residency at Caesars where we were staying for, for years. And in Vegas, they call it, like, all the billboards refer to him as, as, as the UK's Sinatra. Like they've marketed him out there and he's the king of swing out there. And it's like, and he's gone away and he's come back and he's show. He's like, he plays every fucking instrument throughout the show. He's a talented boy. And like with a fucking voice to die for. And yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm team Goss all day long, mate. I, I think when will I be famous? He's a fucking brilliant. And the lyrics are fucking great as well. Everything about that song. Talks about Marx and stuff, doesn't it? Yes. You studied Karl Marx, he says at one point. It's like, how many 80s pop dudes reference Karl Marx? Yeah, absolutely. God, great shout, Jim. Great shout. (laughs) Well, if you're still in touch with Matt Goss, ask him if he ever wants to do a guest vocal on the people who run the country. That would be very... uh, On it, mate. That that might give us a little boost. (laughs) That might get us a few more streams. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Right. Um, do you want to do some honourable mentions before, yeah, before you number one? Yes, honourable mentions. Um, so what have I got on here? Sleeping Satellite, Tasman Archer. Oh, I've got to disagree oh. with you on that one. I've got to I'm disagree not, with you. Not keen on that. No. Okay, Chris, you? I can't remember it. Blame you for the moonlit moon sky. sky. No, I like that. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that. It's also got a mental uh, keyboard solo at the end, which I always liked. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <isn't it? laughs> um, I've, I've, I've got a soft spot for a keyboard solo like that. Do, you know the tune by Tattoo, all the things she said? Oh, that is a gem. That's a banger. It's not a lost gem. Yeah. It still play quite a lot. Yeah. Um, it would have been on the list if I thought it might, would have been lost. But that's got, that's got a completely mental keyboard solo mm. in it as well. You just like imagine some sort of like mad Russian scientist like... that's great i love it um honorable mention i was going to talk about american boy um estelle featuring kanye Mm -hmm. um which is a great tune and and also it's disappeared but my wife was like kanye's a bit problematic at the minute he probably should talk about him um Yeah, 1980 by estelle 1980 by estelle I just I just love Kanye's rapping it. It's just yeah. for, for the the art form of let's have two verses and two choruses and then drop a guest rapper in. It is absolutely top of the class for that. I mean he talks about Ribena. No one else has ever talked about Ribena. <laughs> um what else have we got? Uh, Don't Call Me Baby, Madison Avenue. Remember that tune? Yeah, yeah. Co- completely, yeah, completely. That's no, good. yeah, I, I, I'll shout out Don't Call on. Me Baby by Voice of the Beehive at this point then because that yeah, is a right. fucking yeah. pop gem. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, Breathe, Blue Contrail and Sean Paul. Oh, yeah. No, 
Weirdly, I heard that on the radio the other day. You see, this is the thing. I, I wrote it down, and then I heard it on the radio as well, and I was like, oh, it's clearly not lost, is it? How does that go? Listen. ブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブ
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. It's just so, it just feels so good. Yeah. There's, some, there's something about it, and I, and I don't know what it is really. I can't quite put my finger on what it is about that song, but there's just something, it just, it gets me right yeah. here, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it, it didn't do particularly well. 31 in the charts when it was first released. 20 in the charts when it was re-released. Never, never got the acclaim it deserves. Um, but I think it's just the the lyrics are just so, there's something really aspirational about the lyrics, about oh. this idea of there's a man around here, walks up our street, he's working for the council, he has been 20 years, and he takes no lip off nobody and litter off the gutter. He puts it in a bag and never thinks to mutter, but he packs his lunch in a sun-blessed bag and the children call him bogey. He never lets on, but I know because he once told me. He let me into a secret about the money in his kitty. He's going to buy a dinghy and he's going to call it Dignity. I mean, come on! Yeah. It's about a random dude who picks up litter in Scotland who's dreaming of buying a boat. Yeah. I've got goosebumps. Just... i got goosebumps hearing them lyrics again. It's fucking a much... Do you know the song, Chris? Never heard of it. Oh, my God, Chris. Well... You're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. I, I will. I will have a listen. But does someone want to give me a little, uh, me a little bit of it? I heard the lyrics there, but does that give me a bit of the tune? Hang on. Oh, here we oh, go. Look at this. Slightly out of tune. Apologies. There's a man round here, walks up our street. He's working for the council. It's been twenty years, and he takes no lip off nobody and litter off the gutter. Puts it in a bag and never thinks to mutter. He packs his lunch in a sunburst bag. Children call him bogey. He never lets on. But I know because he once told me he let me into a secret about the money in his kitty. He's going to buy a dinghy. Going to call her Dignity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's a first for us, Jim. We haven't had many people singing. Definitely get <laughs> someone to think. actually play a cover on or not. I'm not sure how it works. When uh, when we done session, Chris, I don't know if you was there the night that Edith Bowman DJ'd. Um, she finished her set, was playing all of this like kind of at the time. I guess it was electro stuff, mm. and then just finished with that, dropped it on, and then just oh, went and yeah. had a dance on the dance floor. And it was like, oh mate, it was glorious. That honestly, that's such a fucking solid choice, man. Oh, what a song! What a song! Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that because there's been a couple of people. Um, a friend of mine, um, John McClure, Reverend and the Makers, is a few years younger than me, and I played it to him when we were sort of hanging out one night, and I put it on, and he was just like, what's this? Mm. And he's, like I say, a few years younger than me, and he just he just didn't get it. He, he just... And... Um, but I just I just think it's perfect. I just think it's got everything you need. They were... They were and you, you forget, dude, like, just how big they were. Like huge, yeah, huge. Like that album, like Rain Town and that. Like obviously, you, you obviously, Chris, you know, Real Gone Kid by Deacon Blue, yeah. Probably. You're gonna sing it to me because you're a real gone kid living out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, like songs like that and Wages Day. Um, God, let me think of Deacon Blue, Twist and Shout. They had so many fucking great singles, but Dignity's like. I know everybody thinks I generally goes towards Real Gone Kid, but there's something about dignity that just sets itself apart from anything else they've done. It's mm. just like, it's out there on its own. It doesn't, as you say, it's, it, it, it's not, you know, it kind of bucks the kind of first course, first course, mid late course. It's just got something about it, and it's fucking magical, that record. I'm going to send you, Chris, that um, them doing it at Tea in the Park, because it's, uh, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Oh, send it me as well, Stu, I want to see that. <laughs> oh, I will do, I will do, mate, I will do. It must have been a great top five, man. I like it when there's songs in there that I don't recognise, because it means it's, <laughs> I, I get to go and explore something new. Um, but, yes, yeah, it was, man, it was great insight. It was nice to hear you, and finally Stu's got someone who can <laughs> get into the deep cuts of bros. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, but it's, it's, this, is, this is the problem. Like, people try and talk to me about indie music, and I'm like, mm, Yeah, mm, yeah, great. <laughs> no idea what they're talking about. People keep banging on about Wet Leg at the minute, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah they yeah. sound interesting. Let me tell you about Jordan Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why does no one listen to Daphne and Celeste? <laughs> but it goes down to the thing like, uh, uh, what you said. What's the point in trying to be fucking cool with what you listen to? Listen to what you like. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like, absolutely. whether that be Wet Leg or fucking Jordan Knight, it's like, you know, music's a fucking great thing, isn't it? And it's like, just get fucking balls deep in whatever fucking sounds great. Just and be yourself. Is, That's what's really cool. Absolutely, be yourself. And the thing is, like, you know, me and Luke are putting records out at the minute, and I've got an ear for it. I've listened to so much pop music that I know how to make a good pop record. Mm. Um, you know, Luke's lyrics are amazing. And he, he sometimes does a bit of guitar and stuff. And he's got the kind of he's got the kind of indie smarts to it. You know, he's really into that kind of thing. Mm. But I'm but I'm the one who's like, no, we need to go first chorus, first chorus, <laughs> middle <laughs> end. You know, that's let's keep it three minutes. Let's you know, that's that it's important to have that, I think. If particularly nowadays on Spotify, people don't even listen to intros anymore. Yeah. You know, this, this is the thing I'm learning. The, the best tune I've released on Spotify in terms of streams is one that just straight in like that. No. No intro at all because people's yeah. attention span is dead short. You won't get yeah. away with dignity anymore. No one would listen past the first those four first four ponderous chords that happen at the yeah. start. 
Absolutely. Jim, can I throw a few at you? Yeah, that would have been in mine, right? That don't get played on the radio. Uh, do you know Live It Up by Mental as Anything? No, but I'm going to listen to it. It's uh, It was the theme tune to Crocodile Dundee. Hey there, you oh, with a yeah. sad face. Come yeah, up to my yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, right. I fucking love that. I think that is a, an, an absolute pop gem. Aztec Camera Somewhere in My Heart, I think oh, is... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's an absolute like, And that's an intro. Band. You want to grab them. The city where the air is still. That's how you start a record. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, God, if I'd thought of that, that would have possibly made on the list. That's a tune. Yeah, it's an absolute belter. I'm just trying to think if there's any more that I just think are absolute pop gems. I know we spoke about... Did we speak about Talk Talk, It's My Life on the WhatsApp group? We did, yeah, didn't we? we? Yeah. yeah. That's a, a masterpiece of, of, of pop that. Uh, yeah, I think that might be it. Just pure songs that I just think, oh, do you know what? Jermaine Stewart, we don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Oh, I yeah. think he's just yeah. fucking, but you still get that on some radio stations because he's an absolute <laughs> wedding. That was, um, that was re, uh, remixed or re-imagined by Jim Plus Heroes a few years back, wasn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, he did, he did a version of it. Travi, Travi Scott, is he called? Yeah. I, and, think it, I think it was We Have to Take Our Clothes Off in this version. Of course it was. Well, <laughs> speaking of um, other pop gems from the 80s, um, Buffalo <laughs> Stance by uh, oh, Mona yeah, Cherry is a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just been reissued, sorry, re-recorded and released. Mona Cherry with Nana's daughter, who is Mabel, isn't Mabel. it? Yeah. And, and Robin. Oh, but, wow, really? So, yeah, they've, they've released oh. a, a version of Buffalo Child. Uh, Buffalo Stance, sorry. Buffalo Stance. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Right, Jim, if people want to keep up to speed with your band and find out everything that's happening with releases, tours and everything, what's the best yeah. place to do that? Uh, we are at the people who run on Twitter. We are at the people who run the country on Insta. Um, we are trying to get a channel name which is sensible on YouTube. <laughs> um, it's a series of letters and numbers. Um, but you can just search the people who run the country to see Aaron's incredible video for that. Um, and, you know, search us on Spotify. The single itself is less than two minutes long. Um, so if you just turn your phone down and put it on repeat, you can get about 30 streams in an hour. So, you know, that'd be much that. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Jim, it's been a real pleasure talking music. When, when uh, Aaron uh, introduced us, um, I'm... <laughs> You got me doubting myself now. <laughs> I knew that this was going to be a good natter, uh, 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 and it really was, mate. Um, thanks ever so much for coming on today, mate. It's been a real pleasure. No, thanks for having me, guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to chat. You too, Absolutely. Jim. Thanks, mate. Take it easy, brother. We're going to press stop now. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.